my dad's an my dad's an autograph collector bro and um yeah no so uh we used to go my dad was a baseball autograph collector so we used to go and um get autographs with him every spring and every fall and i remember like the first year because josh hamilton disappeared he was like a superstar and then he got hooked into drugs and and different stuff and like different drugs alcohol i think he beat his wife he got arrested oh, yeah. time in prison bro lost his family lost and lost everything bro and then somebody came one of his old trainers basically it was like yo i'll take you to rehab and to practice baseball and then basically like he turned his whole life around ended up getting offered a spot on the texas rangers and the first time i met him bro um was like because he had gotten he got tattoos when he was addicted to drugs so when he played baseball he usually covered from his wrists all the way up to midway up his forearms just sweatbands on sweatbands to cover all of his tattoos because he tried to he doesn't he doesn't like them and uh one day i was like yo man your tattoos look cool man the flames come because he had flames on the on his forearm and the flames were like coming out of the the sweatband and I'm like, yo, those flames coming out of the sweatband are cool, man. That shit is so like, I was like, I was hyped. Like that shit was cool. And like, he was like real appreciative, but he told me, hey man, like I got him during a dark time in my life. And, you know, I really don't like him, but I appreciate that you, uh, that you do like him. I really appreciate that. And like, he was real cool about it, but I was like, yo, that's, that's insane, bro. Like I wasn't expecting that from him. Is it like to come out and be like, yo, I don't like him. I fucking hate him basically and then that was like that led me into reading his into his story and like his drug addiction and shit like a few years later and i was like man now like it gave a lot of context into the backstory of like wow okay now i understand why this guy doesn't like his tattoos now i understand why this guy doesn't like this stuff bro but but yeah no dude we could definitely hop on into this bro yeah, fuck it. We'll, we'll do it if, if Tyler comes and he comes up. If not, um, I don't know. We can just do the NBA section or some shit. But well, yeah, we can talk NBA. I don't know if you guys looked up like MVPs and stuff like that. Like, we can talk about that and like the sticky substance. Like this could be a pretty quick one, bro. And like not, it's not super. Yeah, I, yeah, I looked up the shit too. So I know, like. And I mean, we could just divvy off of the coaching hirings into our top five active NBA players, and then yeah, and then we'll and then we'll hit about we'll hit on Richardson at the end. Yeah, and then we we'll, yeah, and then we we'll talk a little bit of MLB just quickly on the MVP and the MVPs, and then the substance and that dumb shit getting banned, and then uh, or getting suspended, and then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we could talk quickly on the uh, what what our thoughts are on on Richardson getting a suspension. If we thought it was plausible, if we didn't like the suspension, stuff like that. I saw some stuff today on on her. I will talk about later. Yeah, they went into that. Did you see? Did you see the stuff about her old tweets? Uh, Oh man, it's messy. It's messy, messy. We'll get into it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, we'll get into it. Cool. Yeah, let's get it.
Ryan, if you want to kick us off on you whenever you're ready. I got you. Yo, 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 yeah, what's buddy. going on? And welcome to the Couch Scouts podcast. My name is Ryan Davis, a.k.a. Sports by Davis. Um, I'm here with Alex and Joshua. Um, I don't know where Tyler is, but I, I, he might he might come come a little later. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're here on uh, – episode two so thank you for tuning in and uh how y'all doing today cool another day another dollar pennies (laughs) another day more pennies basically more accurate um yeah so today um we're gonna be doing some nba a little bit of mlb and then uh a little bit of of some of some news that happened recently in the uh, in the sports world but i think we'll go ahead and and start with the nba um some of the some of the coaching hirings that that happened recently you had the uh, the pacers Rick Carlisle and um you had the uh the Celtics with the um the Nets assistant I can't can't say his name. Can't remember, but um, email something like that. Email Doko. Um, but then you had uh the Blazers with Chauncey Billups, and that is the one that um is mainly being talked about. Um, just because there's some some allegations popping up on Billups from I believe like 1997, um and. And so there's a lot of people that are that are not happy about it, and there's even even some Portland fans I've seen that are pretty mad at Dame for for suggesting Billups and and wanting Billups, uh, knowing knowing that those allegations. So um, we'll we'll start with we'll start with Portland and and the main topic there with Billups. So how do you what do you guys feel about that situation? Uh, do you do you think it's it's fair to bring all that all that stuff up or why do you think it's just let just let him coach and, and move on? So I think with the bill of tiring and everything, the problem is it's with America. You're innocent until proven guilty, unless social media and others say so. These allegations were never a problem when he was an assistant coach when he was starting point guard for the Denver Nuggets when he was NBA champion with the finals MVP none of this was a problem then it's getting brought up now because you know obviously there's more social media there's you're able to dig up more stories and everything but especially if it was settled outside of court and everything was handled already there's no reason to really talk about it especially when there's other sports athletes in the world who do have allegations and that shit is actually very real they're gonna go to billups instead why what's what's the problem with billups yeah no i definitely uh agree with him you know i think that if it was already settled in the past if it's already been you know handled especially from 1997 it's not like this is some random allegation that surfaced and it's like, Oh, this is somebody unheard of. This is something that he actually had to deal with. He actually owned up to, 
and answered for. Um, I think that the only reason why that there's controversy, I think it was started by Dane because the front office knew about it already. And the front office knew about those allegations and they didn't tell Dane. And I guess Dane didn't, wasn't aware of those allegations from what I've heard was that Dane wasn't aware and that, um, and that that's where it, it kind of sparked was that like he he was like, yeah, bring in Chauncey and the front office wasn't completely transparent with him as to what like, you know, his past history. And then that, that's where it kind of really set Damian Lillard off. Um, but I mean, at the end of the Dane day, he went to Twitter, didn't he? Yeah, he went to Twitter and he started blowing it up. And then that's where it kind of yeah. got publicity and it kind of started to spiral out of control was that he he found out that it was like he had some allegations of beating a woman back in the nineties and at the front and he was mad at the front office that the front office wasn't transparent with him and letting him know that, 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 that happened. And, and it's, so it's like, I think that at the same time, like I understand where Dame's coming from that the front office should have been transparent and letting him know, but also at the same time, Dame needs to understand that it's like, Yo, this was handled in 90s. This happened in 1997. It was handled in 97. Chauncey Billups answered for it in 1997, and it was buried in 1997. I don't know why it's being brought up in 2021 and being held against him, especially if it was already handled and he answered for it. He took accountability for his mistakes, and I'm pretty sure I, I, I haven't looked up to see if Chauncey was suspended, but I wouldn't doubt that Chauncey was probably suspended by the NBA at some point in time. So it's like, you know, he, he had to come clean for the whole thing. And the fact that they're, they still being hold, held over his head, especially by Dame and the Dame's kind of blowing it out of proportion and then dragging the fans into it. So that the yeah. fans kind of back his argument. It's kind of like, you know, Hey, this, this was already handled. It's like, you know, this is kind of like, it's like kicking a man after you've shook his hand and he's turned around, you kick him in the nuts with his back turned. It's like, come on, bro. Like, it's like, let it yeah. go. Or he should have at least gone to Chauncey man to man and said like, yo, I don't agree with this, but let, let, let me know what happened so that we can bury this and we can move forward because I like you as a coach and as a player. Cause it's like, obviously Dame wanted him there. It's not like Dame didn't want him there. Dame thinks that he's going to be a catalyst helping them win. So it's like Dame should have gone to him man to man and been like, yo, what happened? Let's settle this and not gone to Twitter like a little high schooler and kind of like blow that shit out of proportion, especially if it's already handled. It's not like the courts are going to do anything about it. It's not like the FBI or anybody's going to get involved and kick them off the team. And that's, that's another thing, like, you know, we're not sitting here saying we're, you know, we're for women beaters, you know, we're definitely not, you know, no. that's not what we're preaching here. We're yeah. preaching here that in the court of law, someone who has already served his time and paid his dues or was proven innocent and gone through due process is being dragged for something that has already been completed. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's the main thing is people are getting a, uh people are getting the the word or the words woman beater and they're they're throwing it at chanti um but that's not really like you know what what we're saying is okay like we're not saying that's yeah okay go ahead and do that but 
uh, he did go to court. He got it all settled. He got he he did everything everything you're supposed to um, when you get when you get allegations like that. And uh, it was all basically over with. And now, you know, I, I don't even think he, he thought they were going to get brought up, probably. Um, but in this day and age, you just never know because they bring up everything. But but I think he, he definitely deserves a chance. I've, I've been liking been liking Chauncey as as an assistant. Um, I, I personally didn't really know about the allegations. Like I didn't I didn't remember them. I, I vaguely heard heard some stuff about it before, but um, it, it's still not not a, a huge deal for me for something that got settled damn near you know 20 years ago bro it was so it was so unknown that even diehard nba fans who are not you know diehard chauncey billa fans were caught off guard were caught by surprise like what do you mean that nah, that's bullshit you know yeah. it completely caught everybody off guard because it really was not talked about it wasn't big Oh, no, I definitely agree. And, you know, I think, well, what is it like this week, bro? Like the, the Blazers also went through and, and and launched their own private investigation into that situation. And it came back that it, like, you know, even though. So basically it was a sexual assault on a woman in 1997. And from what the, the Blazers were able to dig up from the case, no evidence was found. And I don't think Chauncey Billups was charged for it. So it's like the fact that that he was accused and then it kind of and then, you know, the fact it was a rape allegation. He was accused. No evidence was found and the charges and the accusations were dropped in 1997. It and then Dame kind of comes over and is like, yo, like and kind of drags him through the mud. It's like, yo, man, like that's kind of that's it's, it's little. It's it's kind of a stab in the back. It's like, yo, like from what from what I'm seeing here, reported by like on basically every top major news sources for for sports, is that the charges were he was accused of rape in ninety ninety seven, and then the charges were dropped due to no evidence, no evidence being found of non consensual contact. And then that's the reason why the Blazers ended up turning around and hiring him. So it's like, you know, I think that this is just, it's just being blown out of proportion. Yeah. And then the fact that social media is involved, it's all that's being blown like 10 times more out of proportion, whereas it should have been handled man to man, you know, face to face, maybe in the same room or even DM to DM or text message to text message or phone call. Like that shit shouldn't have been a Twitter post for millions of people to see and then however many other news sources grabbed that shit and then broadcasted it to the millions of their followers too yeah see yeah. and that was that was one thing too because when they did chauncey billups um introduction press conference introducing him as the head coach they asked that they brought up that question and chauncey was actually going to answer it completely but um whoever runs trailblazers media didn't allow it they said in that question uh, yeah I, I think it was like the owner or something i don't know who was next one <laughs> i saw that yeah. too yeah someone cut that short but chauncey was going to answer it completely he was going to go in you know he was going to tell it tell it as yeah. it is and like, like you said we're not they, they want him advocating they wanted him to be quiet because the lawyers and stuff Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, because the lawyers and then the media presence that would probably be brought yeah. around the team over it. 
but like at the end of the day it's like you know i don't think that we're advocating for sexual assault or beating of women or anything like that it's like it's not like a random person just came out of nowhere and is like oh yeah chauncey billups did this to me in 1997 and then the the trailblazers are like yeah whatever and still hired him it was like it's like something that was handled by the courts this is something that was handled by law enforcement something that was investigated on found that that there was no evidence and he was cleared and then his name you know he went back to his normal life and then here we are 20 years later 25 26 years later and it's like hey let me drag let's drag this back up you know let's bring this back up and drag it on social media for all the portland trailblazer fans that have no idea about this and especially with the generation like us like bro like i wasn't watching basketball in 1997 bro i was three. i was three, bro i was watching basketball in 97 bro bro i was jordan i was i was shit i was one my mom got my mom got michael jordan's autograph with me in her arms dog like i i don't know michael jordan i don't know bad like i didn't even watch basketball until i got into high school one of my friends is like yo try out for the team and i'm like all right cool and i tried out and i made the team and i was like well i guess i gotta start watching basketball i gotta learn some shit because i don't know anything and it's like that's when i started watching so it's like you have all these fans that are kind of like you say like me that are coming in late that are like now reading this and it's like, hold up a second. Chauncey did what? And it's like, get him off the team. And it's like, hold up a second, bro. Like I believe in Dame. And it's like, hold up, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like yeah. do some investigation, yeah, I mean, dig into this. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Um, but yeah, I think back back to like, man. like the, the basketball uh, side of things. So what do you, what do you, what do you give like that, that head coaching grade for, for the, uh, for the Blazers? Like, did, did you like it or think they could have done better? Or... They've been running the same system for what? 15 years, 10 years. <laughs> Something happened. Yeah. Honestly, there was no reason that roster with Damian Lillard, LaMarcus Aldridge, Nicholas Batum and all of them shouldn't have won a ring. At least you know, made it, you know, a few won, runs. Won a final or yeah. get gotten to the finals. Like, bro, but, they got blown out by the old ass Spurs. By old yeah. ass Tim Duncan. Yeah, they, they, Aldridge shit. They've always been they they've kind of always been that that team, like in in purgatory, I like to call it. That's that's kind of just that's kind of just stuck. You can't like they're a you team that you're tank. scared of, but you like it's like in yeah. the back of your mind, it's like we can definitely beat this team, but they're it's a just team always that you're like, like, damn, this is like we could lose to this team too. They're just always like like Josh they're kind of just built the same. They just have like they run the same thing, they don't change it up. They're just they kind of just try to try to shove it down Dame and CJ's throat, and hopefully, you know, that's 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 where it takes them. So I I mean I did like the Chauncey, but I I did think Chauncey was uh like a top a top coaching candidate for me. He was he was pretty high on my board. Uh I mean pretty high on on beyond yeah, on popular coaches that I that I like. But um I, I I like it a little bit more than the other than the other three, which I'll mention again, the uh Rick Carlisle to the Pacers the email don't go to the Celtics and then uh, Jason Kidd to the Mavericks. Um, but w- what did you think about those other three 
other three hires. Well, I thought, you know, I think Jason Kidd is a good signing for the Mavericks, man. You know, I think that I think that he did good in Brooklyn as far as helping develop the team and, you know, put the team that is that that's around those guys that, that, that are on the court right now, bro. And it's like, so I think that it'll help the Mavericks a lot. And, you know, I mean, Mark Cuban is not a stupid guy, bro. Mark Cuban wants to win championships, bro. He sits from, he sits courtside every game and watches everything, bro. Right behind the bench. So it's like, yeah. I think that, that, that was a good sign in my, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Kid is, kid is pretty weird to me. Um, he's like, I think he's, he, he can be decent. He's kind of like, it's kind of like Tyron Lue. Like Tyron Lue is like the, the dumbest, but like smartest coach at, at, at the same time. Like, I don't know. He, sometimes he does like the dumbest things, but then he'll turn around and do some crazy smart adjustment. See, dude, that's the like, thing. I don't know. I Like, I don't look at Tyrone Lue and some of these other coaches that got famous off of, I don't want to say it, LeBron, that like, like, I don't know, bro. Like, even you look at yeah. like um, Spolstra, like Spolstra is a decent coach. But Spolstra is not the coach that's going to get you over the edge. But LeBron made Spolstra look like a tier one coach. And it's like Spolstra was never that top tier coach, man. So it's like, you know, I think that even with uh, Tyrone Lou, bro, sometimes he just looks fucking lost out there, bro. Like you look at him, he just looks like, yeah, I'm just going to let them do whatever the hell they want to do out there. And I'm going to sit over here or I'm going to stand but here. I like I like the uh, the change. I think I, obviously Carla wasn't getting it done in in Dallas. So I I did like the change. Uh, Jason Kidd, he wasn't my favorite pick. I don't hate it. Uh, I know there there was kind of a lot of backlash for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I think he he's better for for like a younger talent, especially a guy like Luca that has the vision and and even you know skills to play like to kind of play like Kidd did. Um, but yeah, I think I think he he's pretty good with with young, developing young and and chemistry and and stuff like that. I I didn't really like his like rotations and and lineups a lot, but um, we'll we'll see. I mean, it's a it's a whole new a whole new organization, a whole new scenery, different players, everything. Um, but yeah, I'm I I I didn't I didn't mind it. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Josh? You're a C. Like honestly. With yeah. Kid, like I, I thought Kid was a good coach personally, but I was told he's only good for developing young players. And watching it, you do see that he does develop young players great. Honestly, he's great at it. But once they reach that part where they can't, when they when they can no longer develop under him, it just it just plateaus, levels out. You know, Milwaukee did it. They were just plateauing, just riding this thin line just straight 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 then they hire Budenholzer next year almost went up what 20 wins 63 wins and then and then in Brooklyn it was you know kind of like the same thing even though it was like a complete culture change you know but same thing they replaced him in Brooklyn and brought in more talent and are able to succeed more now yeah, I definitely yeah. agree, man. Like, you know, I think that maybe, maybe he's bringing them in, like Ryan said, to just help develop players for a couple of years, and then look into a coach that'll help bring them to the next level or carry them to the promised land and win that championship. 
Yeah, so but, going but going what, back, but honestly, yeah. real quick, but what what real um, developing can Jason Kidd do for Luka Doncic? Honestly, not much, bro. Because Luka's yeah. Luka's already <laughs> there. Like I, I see people comparing him to LeBron. And to my opinion, he's nowhere close to LeBron's level. He's definitely fucking nice. The dude has got game. Like yeah, he looks Luke like a top five player. That is super slow, and you're like, bro, how the fuck are you so good? But he's so good. Like, and it's like, yeah. so it's like, well, that's what I see when I watch Luca. But I don't think that, yeah, no, he's already there, bro. Like, there's nothing that Jason Kidd's gonna mentor him to take him to. He's already there, bro. He's already. An I think all-star. the only thing to really do is kind of like you know Luca's gonna I think like as good as he was I think like he still he still had the ball like 99.9% of the time and you need someone that can can just at least take the ball out of his hands for at least like one or two possessions yeah even 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 the top players in the game like you know even even LeBron has guys that take the ball away even even Steph has guys that take the ball away and any any Johnny still has has players that take the ball away. So anybody, you know, really doesn't have the ball in their hands ninety nine percent of the time. So I think they they that's what they need to switch. Not not that Luca's you know not killing it when he does have the ball, but you just need to get more teammates involved um, in order in order to really win. And I, I think that that was their main thing with hiring Kid is just just flat out getting a new offensive game and, and system yeah no yeah. definitely when you get that point guard mentality and somebody that's got the mindset of being a point guard um and moving the ball around the court per se instead of just giving it to one player yeah maybe that'll help them you know maybe that'll be that little change that'll help the mavericks get a little bit deeper in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't see Jason Kidd taking them to the NBA finals per se, but yeah. who knows, man, you know, Luca's a Personally, hell of a player. I really wish Kidd would have went to New Orleans. Yeah, he I think that would really have been, been, that been a, I think that would have been a little bit of a better fit because they have a little, uh some young some youngins down there. And that job's still open. I think that's that's definitely the most interesting job left. But it probably might have even been the most interesting job, like even with these with these other four yeah, hirings. Because uh, there's but so I did much wanna, raw talent. Wanted to bring back something that with the Blazers as well. Um, they they uh, interviewed uh, Becky Hammond, and she was supposed to be like a top candidate. And then um, they ran a background check, not not that kind of background check, you know, like. But supposedly they did. They didn't like what they heard um, from the Spurs. So the Spurs either told you know the Blazers um, some flaws of hers, or or Blazers are just are just capping about it, and and you know just wanted Chauncey and just did that for for the uh, for the clout a little bit. But um, yeah, what do you what do you think about that? Do you think you know Spurs kind of told them that she might have trouble with leadership and she might not be ready yet or, or do you just think uh blazers just flat out thought chancy was a chancy was a better candidate i think they need to ask one person about this which would be pop 
you asked Pop about his own assistant and what he thinks of her. That will give you a better analyst than what ownership would say because honestly, ownership could just be bullshit and blowing gas up their ass just to keep her until Pop retires. Yeah, exactly. They could have been doing that too. Yeah. Because done that shit. But, you know, the thing is, if it actually was a leadership problem, that's kind of troubling because you're on a coaching staff for a coach who relies on leadership, instills leadership into his teams, you know, is all about leadership, all about credibility. Yeah. If, if he's having a coach on his staff that doesn't have any of that, it may be saying Pop really doesn't care anymore. But see, that's a thing that I don't like. Like, I can't see Pop not caring anymore. So that's a, that, that's the way I'm leaning is that either she did have some some leadership qualities that were lacking and that they hoped that Pop might be able to turn around by the time he retires or like you said that pop that they're that they're honestly just capping for the fact that they want to keep her for the fact that she's going to be the successor to pop as the head coach in in san antonio so like you know those are the two options that i'm leaning toward because i don't think i don't see like pop wants to pop always wants to win even when they're losing man like i've always you know you see it man you see it in his passion when he's on the court so it's like, you know, you I, I don't see Pop as being that coach that just gives up toward the end of his career. Like I I, I feel like Pop would wants to be that coach that would he would be rather be that coach that wants to go out with a bang instead of go out with, you know, on a few bad seasons. So I don't know, yeah. man. I think that, that that that's in my opinion, that's the way I'm leaning, is that I think that they're just that they're probably in my opinion, my personal opinion, that they're capping. Because they want to keep her as a head coach when Pop. Yeah, that's that's Pop that's what I'm meaning, bro. Pop, get rid that's of you. That's what I'm meaning too. That's Pop what I'm meaning too. I think I think no. that's her job, and and they know that. That's you know, they're she's been there as an assistant for a while. I think they just let her do do a couple of interviews, um, you know, to kind of fill out the process to be to be a head coach, and then and then ended up just telling whoever really wanted her that she wasn't ready yet. Yeah, no, dude, that's what that's definitely where I'm leaning, man. Cause like I don't see Pop as being that coach that has a, a, a as an assistant coach on his bench that's not motivated to win, that's yeah, not yeah. motivated to be better. So like you know, I think that Pop would be that coach. It's like, yo, yeah. I want to win. Get out of here. You suck. So it's like the fact that the Spurs are telling it. It just sounds, and and also too, bro. Like I don't know. I've always looked at the Spurs as one of the most classiest teams of the league. So for them to turn around and give a bad rap uh, or at least a so-so rap to one of their coaches who's still a coach and will be sitting on the bench next season as well doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem spur-ish, in my opinion. Yeah. No, because with, with Pop, he never had a quitter mentality. He never had a mentality to keep people – who don't want to be there or don't have the quality to live to be there. He would yeah. never do that. He, For sure. That, I mean, how many times does that, does that coaching staff rotate? I mean, hell, Quinn Snyder was on there, bro. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's true. Definitely. Um, so we'll go ahead and let's, let's, let's talk about – we've talked about um, Jason Kidd, see if he can lead the Mavericks to the finals. But let's talk about the, the actual NBA finals for a little bit. Uh, we have the, the first team to clinch, um, which is – which is the Phoenix Suns, and then uh, you have the the Bucks and and Hawks at three to two right now, with the with the Bucks leading. But um, the Suns clinched their first Western Conference Finals and and first Finals appearance since 1993. Um, so so what do you what do you, what do you what are your fin- what's your Finals preview and who do you think who do you think's taking it uh, with with the way it's set up right now and uh, with Giannis they they did say. He's doubtful for for game six, um, but I am hearing there's they're actually pretty hopeful um, that he'll return if there's a game seven. So his knee might not be as bad as 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 it looked. Um, but yeah, what what do you think about the finals? What do y'all think about the finals? Giannis is the difference maker. Giannis is what's gonna decide who wins this finals because if Giannis isn't playing, obviously the Suns are gonna win. I don't see the Suns getting piled by an injured Bucks team or the Atlanta Hawks. Let's be real. No. I mean, as good as Chris Paul has been in his career, he's still, you know, one of the all-time great defensive point guards. He's not going to let Trey Young drop 40 a game on him like Drew Holiday has been. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, man. Like, you know, um, as a recipient to some knee dislocations, um, like six in total, um, after watching, like, and I've seen, I've known people that have gotten hyperextended knees. There's no way that this guy is playing at a full hundred percent any game in that finals. Because they're going to, the moment he's somewhat ready to go, they're going to put him in there for probably a full load because it's the NBA finals. And he also wants to win as well. So he's going to probably get in there and push his body to the limit. And he's going to be on a bum, basically a bum knee and, and uh, probably most likely wearing a brace. So, cause like, you, you know, I don't know if you guys, dealt with hyperextension but it's basically like he basically stretched all of the ligaments out in his knee so he's got to give him time to basically unstretch themselves or he can seriously jack up his knee if he goes out and plays really hard so i don't see in my opinion i don't see the bucks costing their future on an nba finals because Giannis is the like you said the key bro i don't see them pushing, but it's also the NBA finals. So I don't know what all, what motives the, the team has, bro. So yeah, yeah. no, it's definitely going to be, I think that if Giannis can't come out there, bro, Aiton's going to destroy that fucking team, bro. Aiton's going to oh. absolutely destroy that team and Devin Booker, Devin Booker. And if at any point in time, Devin Booker removes that fucking mask, it's game over, bro. And you already know that Chris Paul is playing on an absolute another level dropping like 41 points, bro. Like this dude's balling, bro. So it's like, you know, I don't see, even if Giannis is back, I don't see the Bucks having a chance at, because the way Aiton's been playing and some of these other dudes have been playing, 
they need Gian, they needed Giannis at a hundred percent. And the fact that he went down in game five with that injury and he's definitely not, or was it game four when he went down? Yeah. Um, yeah. Before he was out game five and now he's doubtful for game. He's, he's 1000% out for, out for game six because they're hoping that they can close it out and get to the finals and hope that maybe that few extra days rest will get him better or at least somewhat ready but no nah, man i don't for as, as hot as the phoenix suns look right now and as well as that team is playing and with an injured Giannis, that's the yeah like he's that that's that's like your king that's like that's like playing chess and your king fucking beats just snaps in half bro now you got to play with half a king it's like yeah. bro you're done bro you're done yep absolutely but another yeah. thing is, are you willing to risk the future knowing next season Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving are going to have rest and be healthy? Oh, yeah. No, th- that's what I'm saying, bro, is that, like, it, it all comes down, bro, is, is Milwaukee – how desperate mm-hmm. is Milwaukee to win a championship? Is Milwaukee willing to possibly forego a championship – so that Giannis can fully heal and not play him, or are they going to basically like, yo, you're a pro, you didn't tear anything, get your ass in there and, you know, and, and see what happens. And it's like, well, you know, I think Ryan, you've watched the Redskins for a long time. You're both football fans, man. RG three dislocates his knee in fucking week. What? 14 doesn't yeah. play 15 or 16 and they throw him in there for the wild card game with a brace on <laughs> what happened homeboy was dead the career right down the drain i think yeah, the whole coaching staff failed because of that decision right there because it was like the coaching staff really worked with rg3 they pushed him too hard early tanked him right into the ground bro tanked his whole career into the ground so it, it'll be it'll be interesting if he if he tears some shit in the if he tears, then he's going into free agency this season. If he tears some shit, bro, how no, many games are going to be? I think he signed the Supermax. Yeah. Oh, he, oh, yeah, that's right. He did. But, yeah, so, yeah. like, I was going to say, like, you know, how are, how, like, are, are they going to be willing – are they going to be more willing to trade him? Are they going to be trying to divvy up to get rid of him if he really gets injured and he can't perform anymore because they pushed him to try to win the NBA Finals? Who knows, bro? So it'll be interesting, bro. Like, I don't think, in my personal opinion, I don't play him at least for three or three games, depending on what we're looking like. But, yeah, I don't play him. And that's why the Phoenix Suns will win. That's pretty fair. It's pretty fair. Um, So let's go ahead and get into the last last topic of the NBA we have, which is a pretty good one. Um, We're going to go ahead and give you – our top five active NBA players right now. Uh, so not, not, you know, career wise, like right now, top five. Are we going by um, position? Or are we going and just, overall? just, just top five ever, overall. Yeah. Top five in the entire league. And then we'll, we'll go ahead. Let's, let's, let's start with Josh this time. Yeah. Okay. Let's do, I'll say First is KD. I'll go second, Steph. 
Third, Harden. Fourth, Giannis. And fifth can be a toss-up between LeBron and Luka. It's pretty, it's pretty fair. It's pretty fair. Okay. And then Alex. Yeah, no, definitely number one is Kevin Durant, bro. Dude's on another fucking level. Um, <laughs> if my number two is probably James Harden because James Harden's equally on another fucking level. Um, I think my number three is probably – I like Anthony Davis, bro, because I think that Anthony Davis, even though he had LeBron on the team, I felt like Anthony Davis was really the catalyst to the whole Lakers run and the whole fact that the Lakers did something this year that dude really had the team on his back most of the time. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely Steph at four. And then, I, yeah, I think it's a toss-up at the, the five between Luka and Giannis. Because Giannis is just an he carries that team, bro. And Luca is the Denver uh, is the Denver is the Dallas Mavericks, bro. So those definitely my five. What about you, bro? That's good. That's good. And uh, yeah, my I, ignorant my ignorant ass forgot Jokic, bro. I forgot Booker, right. Booker's up there, bro. Booker's balling too, bro. Is that's hard, man? Because there's so many killers yeah. out here, bro. Oh yeah, there, there's a lot. It's, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, we all have the same one for sure. Because I, I definitely think Kevin Durant uh, is the best player. Uh, two, I, I'd, pro- I'd probably go Steph. Um, they're all, they're all gonna be close though. Three, uh, I probably go. Yeah, I probably, I probably go Harden. Um, four. I'll do shit. Probably, probably, probably Jokic, honestly. And then five, I, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Cowie. Yeah, no, dude, Jokic is an absolute monster. I thought that Jokic 100% deserved the MVP. I like, I like Giannis, Luca. Uh, I just, I know it's not entirely Luca's fault. I just, I just need to see him win, win at least like a playoff series. Um, just to put them with those guys that you know have won championships, but uh, I I I like uh, I like LeBron too. Of course, he's still obviously a, one of the best players. Um, but but yeah, I I like Cowie just on both ends. That's why I put him at five. I don't like that he gets hurt a lot, or he'd be up he'd be up a little higher. Um, but Jokic, yeah, the MVP. It's it's hard not to put him right now. It probably it probably could change next year though. Um, back when when a, when a few people come back, uh, but but yeah, it it it's definitely it's definitely close. I feel like the NBA right now, like like players like one through ten are literally like all pretty all pretty close. Yeah, honestly, not one hundred percent, bro. So yeah, well, well with that, uh, we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up a little the little NBA talk. Um, there we'll we'll transition over to to MLB, uh, some baseball. And there's actually been some, some pretty interesting and, and pretty, pretty funny, um, events that have, that have happened in, in baseball recently. They've, they've added a, uh, a sticky substance rule type checking thing. Um, when at any point in the game, they can go to the pitcher, 
um, and check check them if they had sticky sticky substance anywhere because I guess a lot of a lot of pitchers were um, using it. A lot of teams were using it. Um, so so yeah, there has been a lot of pitchers mad about it. Um, a lot of them have, have not reacted good or well to it. Um, and, and there has been some that, that really don't mind. Uh, they also had one, one player that they caught. Um, I think his name was a Hector, Hector, Hector Santiago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he got, I think he got a 10 game suspension. Um, but yeah, they, so they, they've conned one so far. They just started, it's a little over a weekend. Um, so yeah, yeah. What do you, just, what do you guys think about them doing that? Um, are you, are you kind of on the pitcher side where, where, you know, you, you don't agree with it, you'd be mad about it, or are you kind of like, you know, you like it and, and you think it's, it's better, better for baseball. I, I personally think like a kind of like, not so much on the fence, but lack for a better term on the fence. Um, because I understand as a baseball player for many years, basically my whole life, um, I understand what it's like coming from a pitcher. I understand what it's like to be like Max Scherzer or Jacob DeGrom, where you go out there and because you're doing so well, the other coaches think that you're cheating in between innings and you get checked multiple times a game or multiple times within six or seven innings and it's like yeah I understand because it's like one it disrupts the whole flow of the game it's like you know you spent your whole life getting ready to get to the major leagues and then you know doing whatever you do before an inning starts or whatever the case may be and now all of a sudden it's like before the inning starts I'm subject to an immediate check where now I have to take off my fucking hat. I have to take off, you know, my glove. I have to unbutton my pants so that they can make sure that I have nothing on my belt or anything on the inside of my waistband. You know, I have to show them my, I have to let them rub up on my arms. And it's like, it kind of becomes like, it becomes tedious and it becomes like kind of like an invasion of my privacy that I, the fact that I have to go through all of this in the midst of, also going out here and then all, trying to now fucking strike out an entire side. And then it's like, also now imagine in a dominant inning and because your team is getting struck out, the coach stops the game and now has to make me do that whole shit in the middle of the fucking inning. And now I have to stop the whole flow that I am in to have the umpire stop the game and come and check me. And now instead of me pitching through this inning and me continuing my flow, now my whole flow is cut off by two or three minutes of fucking checks before I can resume. And then the pitchers don't get like a warm up pitch to get ready again. It's like, okay, now get back on the mound. But also at the same time, you see Hector Santiago's dumbass get caught for cheating. <laughs> and it's like, now you understand because as a hitter, cause I've never pitched and I was a hitter played the field as a hitter it's already hard enough to hit a fucking ball. That's like about the size of your fist with a bat that you can wrap all of your fingers around, even your pinky around the barrel of the bat almost. And it's like, now it's like, you know, I, now I have a pitcher that's cheating 
And so much so because basically they're cheating to the point of, I'm not sure if you've played baseball, but it's so that they can grip the ball so that then when they cut the ball during like a breaking pitch, the ball has a lot more spin to to it. So either the ball has a lot more like, you know, breaks to the outside of the plate or has a lot more effect on the drop or when it cuts inside and then comes across, it's got a lot more different effect to it. So it's like, as a hitter, I understand it's like, yo, I don't want to fucking hit against somebody that's got to cheat to strike me out. It's like, bro, face me basically man to man. And it's like, if you're not going to adhere to it, definitely 10 game suspension. I think that he should have been fine. I think he should lose all of his pay for those 10 games. Um, I think he probably would because he suspended for 10 games. But then if it keeps going, lead to more and more suspensions before you eventually get kicked out of Major League Baseball. Because, like, yeah, no, it's definitely ruining the game. And so much so to the point, I mean, if it wasn't a problem, it wouldn't be getting addressed now. It wouldn't be getting having the game's whole flow of the game stop. Like, I mean, I think they cut out certain commercial breaks because it was disrupting the flow of the game and cutting out mound visits and limiting the time that people are on the mound because it's cutting off the flow of the game. So, yeah, no, I definitely believe that if you're cheating – and it, it's definitely a problem because it's obviously being recorded by the MLB. It's being recorded by teams that they're facing by based off of stats and based off of how, how much spin the ball is moving, how much, you know, how, how many times the ball spins over on an, on your normal breaking pitch. It's like, say like your ball spins 200 times. If all of a sudden half your pitches are spinning at 300 times instead of 200, it's like, hold up a second red flag why are your pitches spinning at 300 times half the game, you know? So it's like, it's obviously a problem. So I agree with it, but I also feel for the players that are really good that aren't cheating that are subject to have to go through this because of the fucking cheaters. Yeah. They have, they have uh, MLB did come out and say uh, there's been a significant uh, drop rate in, in this, in, in the spin rate of pitches. Uh, so I mean, it, it in my opinion, I'm I'm not huge on baseball. I have gone into it more um, as I've as I've been doing, you know, sports podcast and and uh, all that. Um, so I have gone into it more. Um, I, I I do like that they're doing it. Um, I've heard people say that they should do it a different way. I I don't really know how you know to do it a different way, um, but I. At the same time, like I kind of agree, you know, I don't think you should just be able to, to, to go, you know, mid game and, and, or mid, you know, batter and, and just, and just check a picture for it. Oh, no, the only other way I think I see it happening is them basically putting an umpire to sit in the dugout and watch players in between innings. But then you have players that need to take a piss. That yeah, you they literally walk to the tunnel into the clubhouse, take a piss and walk back out. So it's like, you know, you don't know what goes. On, so it's hard to monitor all the players. See, like you said, I don't yeah. picture really any other better way than stopping the game and catching somebody red handed with their hand in the fucking cookie jar. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I know I know Josh isn't a huge, a huge baseball fan either, but uh, I'm sure you've heard about it and, and seen stuff about it. So do you have any do you have any thoughts on it? I mean, honestly, like cheating in baseball, I feel like is a part of the game. If we're being completely honest, 
has been around since the goddamn dawn of time. I mean, you have obviously people juicing, cork the bats, substances, and everything on the neck. I mean, remember the guy in 2017 for the Yankees when they came out and had that uh, pine tar? Yeah, pine tar on his fucking neck. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, they've always been baseball's trying to got find the, a way to get an edge. The bats, too, bro. Like, 15 years ago, there was a problem because people were putting pine tar too high on the bats. So that when pitchers ran pitches inside, instead of the ball slipping off the top of the barrel, like the top of the bat, and going foul, it was getting stuck to that part of the bat and then flying off and getting an actual hit with it. So, yeah, no, I definitely agree, bro. Like, I think that... Cheating in baseball has been a part of it. I mean, you look at the fucking Astros. <laughs> Bro, the Astros literally yeah. got caught red-handed cheating to get to the World Series and win a fucking championship in the playoffs. And, and they didn't even and they're still them. They're still getting shit from a lot of a lot oh, of no, teams. Yeah, and a lot every of baseball fan's gonna every baseball fan that's like a true diehard will always to the bottom of their heart never really give the Astros credit for that because it's like they went to game seven against the Yankees and the Yankees should have beat them. And then you see that they were literally, the Yankees had a shit pitching staff. The Yankees have always had a shit pitching staff as a Yankees fan, even though I'm wearing a fucking diamondback shirt that I caught at a, at a playoff game. No, um, you live in zone. It's all right. So the fact that they had to cheat, against a shitting pitching staff just to barely beat us. And then they go on to cheat against the next team to get into the, to the world series. It's like no real baseball fan will ever hold it like as a true victory, because it's like, you didn't really beat two teams. You really cheated against two teams and then you beat the team in the playoffs in the world series. So it's like, arguably speaking, you wouldn't have the, and all the, I think both those series went to game six or game seven. So it's like both of those series, it's like, arguably the Astros never really won it. They cheated to get there. So it's like, you know, but the MLB also at the same time is very, like he said, really, like Josh said, really, really laid back on cheating. It's like they get caught with steroids. It's like, Oh, cool, bro. You got 30 days dog or fucking two months. And then it's like, you're back. And it's like, that shit's probably not even out of your system. And now you're fucking killing balls. Barry Bonds broke the home run record on steroids. And everybody knew he broke the home run record on fucking steroids. You know, so it's like Sammy Sosa, even though his career was partially tarnished, never was really tarnished. Mark McGuire, you can literally like kind of honestly just start going back. All the people whose careers should have been tarnished for yeah. fucking cheating, but they really weren't because the MLB really didn't make a huge stick about cheating. It was kind of like, oh, cool. Sosa's bat exploded on the field and the corks went everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, bro. Steroids, corks, that fucker <laughs> was cheating huge. Like, bro, they literally were like, don't do it again. And yep. it's like, that's what yeah. they do with everything, bro. So it's like, even like this fucking guy, I wouldn't even be surprised by the end of the season, you see Hector Santiago getting suspended or in the next two seasons, you see him getting suspended again because it's gonna fucking keep happening. People are gonna keep doing pine tar in, in innings to try to catch an advantage and then wipe it off in between the innings and then hopefully get checked in the inning when they wipe it off. Like that shit is yeah. gonna happen. 
every fucking every season. So it's like, you know, like you said, I feel like it's kind of it's somewhat pointless because you're stopping the, the flow of the game. But also at the same time, it's cool like that you're kind of suspending cheaters. But MLB are some pussies. They ain't going to ban nobody. <laughs> What's up, dude? Yeah. They ain't gonna. They ain't gonna ban nobody. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. So, I I definitely agree. I think we're on the same page there. I'm going into a little bit more baseball talk. A little bit kind of predictions. Um, we're doing the the NL and the AL MVP uh, prediction. I think both of them are are kind of down to two even even one person right now there, there is still a lot of baseball left um so it's possible that that it could change but at this point um for the al you obviously have uh shohei otani for the angels uh guerrero jr and then the third one was xander bogarts but he's pretty he's pretty far behind in the odds um so so we'll start with the with the al who, who do you guys got between um shohei and 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 Vlad Guerrero. Shohei. Yeah, not even close. Bro, I saw – I just saw – I got a notification. <laughs> he just barely became the first player to hit 30 home runs this year. Okay, know, dude, yeah. Shohei's a monster, bro. Like, I mean – and I think that people are forgetting, like, I mean, that people that, that don't watch baseball and they might look at his stats, the dude's a pitcher. He came into the league as a pitcher. The Angels signed him as a pitcher, and the dude is such a flat-out hitter that they interject him into the lineup as a hitter or put him into the outfield on the days he doesn't pitch, so that he can so that they can keep his bat in the lineup. And I think that they have yeah. in, in the days where they I think they put I'm not even sure I think they have DHs for the days that he picked because he's in the American League, but like, yeah, no, dude. Like people forget that this dude is he right now should be the MVP at the end of the season, all depending on how how fucking Jacob DeGrom finishes the season, bro. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll move we'll talk about some about DeGrom too. Uh oh Tani's a monster, one hundred percent. Vlad, yeah, Vlad is a fucking beast, but Sheho uh, Otani is just is on another level, bro. So, like, I think it's hard for Vlad to keep up with Sheho because he's just he's just playing at Vlad's here, Sheho's right here, bro. So it's just it's neck yeah. and neck. Yeah, Otani, he, he's the he's the home run leader um, right now. I know he had like a a really bad pitching game the other night that kind of fucked with his ERA a little bit. Um, but it's still it's still not it's still not bad. He's still obviously a really good pitcher. He's like three and one. Uh, something like that. Um, I did want to point out with Vlad Guerrero, the the impressive thing is is in the uh, the triple crown stats, which are RBIs, home runs, and then the uh, hit hitting average or batting average. He's he's top three in in every single one. So uh, that that's pretty pretty impressive on his part. He's having like a, a hell of a season, um, but it's just it's hard to to look past to look past what what Otani's doing um so yeah it's 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 a fairly close race right there I think you have to give it to Otani just because he he's batting at the same at the same level as as uh Guerrero and he's and he's fucking pitching some nights so 
100%, man. So we'll go ahead. Yeah, we'll definitely go ahead and, and go over to the end. Now I think it's a little bit closer um, in, in, in that race. Uh, it's it's mainly between between two, but there is a third as well that's kind of just trailing there. Uh, you have Jacob Degrom, um, and then you have Fernando Tatis Jr. and then Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, Jacob Degrom is the leader in in ERA right now, and it was lower, um, but once again he 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 didn't have the best game the other the other night, I believe. Um, but, but Tatis once again is, is on another level after getting that huge, huge deal, um, this off season, uh, he's, he's top three in home runs. He has like 26, um, 56 RBIs, but he, he did miss some time with the injury. Um, so, so do you think, who do you think is, is the NL MVP over there? 100% Jacob DeGrom, bro. Right now, Jacob DeGrom has a 0.5 ERA. Um, it was until, like, in, I think yesterday, he gave up three runs yeah. in like, the first inning and then had, like, seven shutout innings with 14 strikeouts. So other, like, other than yesterday, I think that Jacob DeGrom had, like, a 0.2 ERA or a 0.3. He's literally yeah, got yeah. the best ERA in baseball, the most strikeouts in baseball. He's literally got – he's right, it, Depending on how he finishes the season, he will probably finish the season with the best ERA amongst a pitcher in MLB history. And not just that, but he's got like, I think like a fucking two or 300, 400 batting average at the plate. So the dude gets in there and he gets hits too. He's getting on base a couple of times a game. So it's like, hi, Papa. Hold on, buddy. So that I think that, um, that, uh, if like I know that Tatis is tearing it up, bro, it's hard to like you yeah. know, ignore Tatis. But as far as what's going on in the National League, there's no pitcher in the MLB that's pitching like him across both divisions, let alone. And there, I think there's only one or two pitchers that have the close to the same batting average. So it's like he's almost leading in every single category for pit for a pitcher in the MLB. So it's, it's so it's like it's hard to give it to Tatis because this dude is doing it on from the mound and at the plate too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Josh, do you have any do you have any thoughts? Uh, I would. I don't know much about the NL. I'm gonna be completely honest. Yeah, that's why. That's why. <laughs> The only, thing that is, the only thing that I would probably uh, add to that, bro, is that, in my opinion, Jacob DeGrom will probably win the Cy Young. He will probably win the yeah. MVP. He will most likely win a Golden Glove because of the way he's pitching. And, you know, so – and I don't even – he probably is going to be in the uh, – you know, I mean, he's in the talk for MVP. So, you know, I I'd probably see him getting uh, – put up for easily three or four awards this season, bro, from just the way he's pitching right now. So it's hard to decline him from the MLB or the NL MVP when it's like, he's going to be where, where he's going to be nominated in multiple categories. Whereas Tatis might be, you know, uh, you know, a silver slugger, you know, at the end of the season. And he might, you know, you know, he might be a finalist for the MVP, but DeGrom's a finalist for the Cy Young, the golden glove, the MVP, he's going to be the finalist in three or four awards. So 
I, I honestly see him, you know, probably taking it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think Tati's missing games, too, kind of hurt him. His numbers would have been would have been higher, but when you play, when you play, you know, 160, 180 games. Um, oh, yeah, no, I think that the Jacob DeGrom got hurt a few weeks ago, bro, or a couple months ago. And he ended up going to the DL, pitched a few, uh, pitched, I think, a game or two in the minor in AAA, and then came right back and went right back to fucking shutting teams out and striking them out left and right. So, you know, I just, it, it's hard. Like, as a Yankee fan, he's probably going to face us. They had the today off because it rained. So, as a Yankee fan, we're probably going to get mopped this weekend and, and sun this weekend by the Mets. Because their pitching is so dang good, but uh, yeah, no, dude, he's definitely a monster, man. I I, I root for him, bro. He's definitely a imagine stone being in Triple A and facing Jacob fucking Degrom. Well, dude, that's the thing, bro. The whole the Mets are in first place right now, yeah. and the Mets have been decimated with injuries. There was a point like three weeks ago where the Mets had guys had two or three guys making their MLB debuts and then they would get hurt and they would get sent back down. And then other guys would come up and make their MLB debuts. And it wasn't just position. The bullpen was getting decimated. So it's like the fact that that team is still in first place after how many injuries they've had, it's just crazy. It's insane. Yeah. You know? So like, you know, it'll be interesting the way the whole season shapes out. And, uh, you know, Tatis, I think is probably going to end the season closing in on 40 fucking home runs. So hey, sure. Give me uh no go ahead. What's up? What's up? I was like, give me give me a quick a quick little World Series prediction. Who who do you got this year? Uh honestly, bro, it's too early to tell because it's only the all-star break. You have teams that are like in third place that'll get hot right after the all-star break and it'll just start cracking. Yeah, and you'll have the first place team kind of start losing games, and all of a sudden, third place team hit the right stride going into the playoffs, and now they're looking at possibly winning the World Series. So, with baseball, because it's such a long season at the All Star break, it's really hard. I mean, the Mets are obviously a favorite because they're playing with like half a fucking minor league squad, and and actually staying in first place and able to hold off the Washington Nationals and some of the other teams in their division. Um, but no, dude, like it with the MLB, bro, like it'll be like about three fourths of the way through the se- through the season. You'll start seeing who are going to be those teams. But also, too, yeah. man, like when the world when the playoffs start, the MLB is one of those one of those. It's it's like it's kind of like the M- NBA, bro. When the playoffs start, it's whatever team peaks at the right time, because you can yeah. be the hottest team in the NBA and just come screeching to a halt in the second or third round. And the same thing with the MLB, bro, you have these wildcard teams that don't get a day off really. And they're playing game after game and team after team. And they just hit it at the right time. And they're just on fire. And it's like, because they're playing and where you see a first place team that gets the buy or that gets the few extra days, they fall flat. Whereas the team that stayed hot, stayed hot. So it's like, it all depends, bro. Like, you know, like I think that that uh, we kind of saw that we kind of saw that even in even in the college World Series with with a few of those teams that caught that stayed hot and they well, caught fire. The U of A, uh, bro, the U of A, I don't think was top ranked, and the U of A yeah. was able to continue 
knocking off almost top like top five seeds and they were like a like almost a 10 so it's like you see like it's like in different even in different sports bro it's like whatever team gets hot has all their players healthy all of their superstars healthy everybody's rocking at the right time that's the team that's going to win that's going to get their best shot at winning the division and going on because even in the nfl bro if you you, derrick henry's hurt the titans ain't doing shit yeah so it all depends yeah like i can't wait to see what the season ends because it's gonna be a good one i'm rooting for for the padres and uh and the A's, I like I like both of them for I like the Padres for some reason, and then the, the Athletics too. Um, but yeah, with, with that being said, we'll we'll go ahead and, and wrap it up with this last last topic here. Um, pretty big news coming coming in the sports world. Um, we had the a track and field a USA uh, track and field star Shakari Richardson uh, tested positive for marijuana. Um, after running for, after qualifying for the for the Olympics, um, she was going to run the 100. Uh, so now I think she's only eligible for the for the uh, for the relay race because um, because she she uh, she got caught. She got a 30 day 30 day suspension. Um, so, yeah, pretty, pretty big news. Um, Josh, how do you how do you feel about it? I feel that it's shitty. It really is. And I wish the United States could do something as a country, you know, representing her. But they really can't because it's all an international Olympic committee. So while I feel for her because she absolutely needed it because she found out from a reporter her mother died. Yeah. So. I there's I don't see no problem with it. There's you know there's no doubt, but you know there's nothing people can do about international rules. Is what's fucked up. It makes it almost impossible. No, yeah, I I, I agree. I think um especially just just because you know something something as as simple as as marijuana. I know uh it's not obviously it's not a a performance enhancer and um it's it's you know it's it's legal in in most states here in in the united states i'm not sure on on other countries uh the laws how the laws are up there but um i know the the state she tested positive in um it had it was legalized in that state uh so it's it's kind of just a a shitty situation um a shitty situation for me, um, it does it does deserve to to have a little bit of a little bit of backlash, um, in my opinion, from from that ruling. Um, but but just because it it wasn't a, a performance enhancing, uh, I don't think I don't I don't like the suspension. I mean, obviously, it, it's an illegal, I guess, drug in in some other countries and states. But uh, yeah, I I, I definitely wish um i i know she's appealing it so i i really really hope she wins the appeal um and, and gets to gets to run and and, and gets a chance at, at a medal because i know she's one of the fastest one of the fastest ladies in the in the country at her sport 
No, I the problem it. is it's in Japan, honestly. If I feel like if the Olympic was in America, the vice president who does represent the United States could do something, could do a little bit more because it is legal within the country. But in Japan, them motherfuckers are hard as fuck. Honestly, anybody outside the United States and Canada and North America in general is just going to come down absolutely hard. Yeah, no, dude, I think that personally as a as a medical marijuana patient i i think that the ruling is like i think it's foolish like i mean anybody that smokes weed will know that that is not even close to a performance enhancer if not it's a, a performance suppressor exactly and she's exactly. a sprinter so she's running it's not like it's not like you're going out and playing baseball and getting high and standing in the outfield she's full-blown fucking running dude so it's like in my opinion i think it's a little bit you know it's stupid but you gotta yeah like he said bro do you, you in our country right now there are states that it's legal but there are still states that it's illegal you can get arrested for that shit you can go to jail for it. i think in texas you can get actually put in cuffs and taken to jail for it so it's like yeah. you look at this so it's like at a federal level it's not legal I would probably say like 90% of the world, it's probably not legal based on certain religions and things like that. Um, but no, nah, bro, like, you know, she's a professional. She knew before she ran, she, like I, like I was telling you before, I think that she already knew. She, I mean, before, you know, before you run, you have to sign contracts that agree to certain things. So she already knew that they were going to test for weed. Unfortunately, the circumstance played out and hopefully the Olympic committee takes the circumstance into consideration um, that the circumstance played out to where a reporter broke the fact that her mother passed away in an interview where that reporter, honestly, that reporter should be fired. And because, you know, she it's causing her some uh, heartache in her career. It, the fact that he brought it up during qualifiers or during trials or during practice for the olympic games in oregon he brings that up that that that's uncalled for i think that she should be on grounds for suing that guy i think that she should definitely sue that reporter um but at the end of the day you know she's a professional athlete she plays the game she understands just like any other nba player or anybody else like like stephen a smith said stay off the weed like you know you like, unfortunately, like you look at some of these guys and it's like, you know, the rules. It's like, I know that the NBA and the NFL test before the season, not during the season. So those guys are allowed to smoke during the season. Um, or at least now they're allowed, they're not getting tested for it anymore. Um, but you, they, the players that got suspended for showing up to training camp on weed, it was like, bro, you knew that the team was not going to test after training camp. You knew that you had to quit before training camp. Why are you showing up to training camp smoking weed? And it's like, I understand that she went through that situation because if something happened to my family member or, you know, God forbid something happened to my parents or my son, I probably would be doing the same thing, bro. I probably would go and buy a whole ounce and face a whole fucking ounce and probably a bottle too. So it's like, I can't blame her for coping with that. And, you know, I don't think that anybody should tell her how she should cope with it, but at the end of the day, it's illegal in most countries. It's illegal on the federal level in our own country. It's against their rules, 
before when she ran for the Olympics, when she runs in the European scene every single season, you know, she knew already what they were testing for. She probably, when she smoked, she probably knew she was going to catch a suspension for it. Luckily, like you said, Ryan, she got a 30 day suspension. They didn't hand her the suspension today or would have probably excluded her from the entire Olympics. They handed her a suspension from the day that I think she smoked the weed, which is on the 27th. And it'll allow her to run the last leg of the relay so that the team can possibly win a gold medal. So she still is definitely able to win a medal, which is I'm happy for. But no, definitely in the future, she needs to know and understand that like there is a time and a place. Unfortunately, your family was struck with heartache and tragedy at a time where you're getting prepared to compete on the biggest stage in the world. But as a professional, you got to understand that there are guidelines that you also signed away and that you agreed to. And that just because your mother passed away, it doesn't unfortunately exclude you from those same rules that everybody else is adhering to. So it's kind of like, you know, so it's kind of like you have a job, bro. If your mom passes away, you can't just fucking no call, no show your job. You got to let your job know, hey, man, my mom passed away or, hey, man, somebody passed away in my family. I'm not going to be here today. You're not going to be here for a couple of days. You got to own up to it. So it's like I I want I, I can I, I commend her 100 percent. So I'm not sure if you two see the video. She came out this morning and said that she understood the rules, that she is accepting the punishment, that she knew she messed up, that unfortunately she was provided the information like that. But she uh, she took responsibility. And it's like, you know, I think that, that that was probably the most honorable thing to do. And this whole situation for her now, she when she's not running, she will probably get a fuck ton of sponsorship just on marijuana alone because now she openly smokes. So it's yeah. like, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a win lose situation. Yeah. Unfortunately she got suspended, but she might come out on the other side of this suing that other fucking idiot that told her the news. And then also at the same time, probably getting a lot of sponsorship and deals because of yeah, it. she does. She does have, the appeal to um bro i got it on leafly this morning on leafly my phone rang to let me know that shikari richardson got suspended my fucking marijuana (laughs) app let me know that she got like i was like it's come like i was like it's coming bro so it's like you know honorable that she accepted the punishment it would have been worse if she was like yo fuck the committee you fuck the olympics and you know all that other stuff, but she came out honorably accepted the punishment. Hey, I'm going to honorably appeal it because of what happened. Yeah. That they take that into consideration. I but think it might, it might doesn't, she, no, she's accepting it. So it's like, you know, I, 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 you know, in my opinion, she, w- I knew who she was. I was definitely going to be rooting for her, but now I'm going to be rooting for her a hundred times more. And now I know her name and she's now a household name in the United States, which is, a lot better than just running in the Olympics for the United States in terms of your career. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that. I didn't really think of it as, as that point, but that, that, that's a good point. She's more, she's known even more, more than ever. Now it might not be for the best, the best thing, but I mean, think about it. Who the, who the hell really cares about marijuana? I mean, 
like we were talking so like before we recorded bro like i was on instagram and i see women that have never played a sport in their life since i've known them saying that this girl needs justice and you now have people talking about it so it's like now she's yeah. got brought eyes to the american team so it's like even if she is excluded now you have people that are going to be rooting for you in the next she's only 22 so it's like she's going to definitely be in the next olympics and definitely yeah, she'll be around for so it's like two three more yeah so many fans that are advocating for her because of her situation and it's like it just it magnified um usa's team times 10 and usa's eyes on the olympics from our american fans times 10 so it's like when i look at it, it's like yeah unfortunately this happened but she just brought so many people to track and fields like eyes to track and field it's not not even just in this country around the world bro yeah i think that's definitely well have you seen the, well said not like six hours ago oh no i haven't i think her little <laughs> tweets is- they dug up old tweets from her twitter where she was being homophobic as fuck yeah, no, dude, you know, yeah. she probably gonna have, she definitely gonna have to answer for that too, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just, I mean, it, it's unfortunate, um, but you know, you you treat shit when you're little. Oh, well, uh, cause like, she, she, she's 22, she's 22, so I mean, those tweets are probably at least like five years ago, something like that. Sports. I mean, you guys, I know you guys aren't as far as far as involved in the. Uh, electronic sports leagues and stuff like that. Um, and since I'm an avid gamer, um, shout out Twitch. Um, no, dude, um, there was a recent person within the last, his name's Daltouche. You know, I'm not sure if you guys have heard it, it's been trending on Twitter, but Daltouche is an Apex Legend streamer who made it, he says, a joke about a person's tan line after a PGA tournament. And the guy, I'm, I'm forgetting the player, in, the, the golfer in question, um, but the guy had a tan line that came down. Oh, shit, drop my hat. He got a tan line that came down from, like, his forehead and, like, he had a receding hairline to, like, the fucking up here, bro. Fuck, fucked up hairline, though. But, no, like, uh, his, the top of his head, because he was wearing the hat like that the whole fucking time, the top of his head is obviously really, really light. And his face and his arms are a lot darker than the part that was covered by the hat. And the dude made a joke about black people not being able to get 401ks and all they do is dance. And only white people get 401ks. And it's like, instead of coming out and apologizing, even though Shakiri Richardson, in a totally different situation, obviously, she came out and apologized. What I'm kind of trying to hint as is that he got exposed for shit that he had said years earlier in different streams and on Twitter and on his Facebook and on his actual personal Twitter account. And it's like, once you open up that floodgate, now all of a sudden it now it's open. Now, all of a sudden people are investigating, people are looking into you, people are diving into the things you've tweeted and things you've said. And it's kind of crazy, man. So it's like, you know, you look at, her and it's like you said the the tweets it's like she's definitely gonna have to come out and answer for that because 
the LGBTQ community is not going to let that go, especially for the fact that she is competing on the international level for Team USA and wearing our country's flag. So it's like, that's something that she's 100% going to have to answer to. And I, you know, I hope that it doesn't, I hope that it doesn't hinder her opportunity to compete for the team because she's one of the best runners, if not the best sprinter we have on the team. And uh, will 100% help us win a gold medal. But yeah, at the end of the day, you know, you we're living in a society where you have to take accountability. You can't be saying things as in, you know, as a Twitch streamer and a content creator and somebody who wants to compete on the professional level for esports. I can't, I have to hold myself like, yeah, I talk shit, but it's like, I can't be talking shit in a way where I'm insulting people of a whole demographic. I can't be insulting gay people or people of the LGBTQ community because I want to insult little Nas X. Cause I think he sucks. Like, you know, like, yo, he's a trash rapper. I don't like his videos or whatever. I don't need to attack. Yo, whoever likes little Nas X unfollow me. Like, it's like, cool, bro. If anything, I'm more leaning toward like, if you like juice world or you like some of these other guys that are just popping pills and talking about suicide and killing all the, like hurting themselves all the time. It's like, I don't like that stuff, but it's like, I don't want to upset a whole demographic of people that are his fans that, you know, might support me, but might stop supporting me because I insulted him. You know what I'm saying? Or insulted him in a way where it made it feel like my insult was also toward them. And I, I, that's where I feel like I was reading his tweet in the background. That's where I feel like yeah. she, it's like, you know, it's one thing to say, yo, if you like little Nas X's music, unfollow me. This dude is a fucking trash artist. He's a trash rapper. Cool. You got straight to the point, but now it's like, you like little Nas X unfollow me now, now opens up to speculation to anybody that follows him or anybody that follows her to think that, why don't you like him? Is it because he's gay? Is it because he's openly gay? Is it because of the way he carries himself? Is it the way he acts? Is it that the feminist side, you know what I'm saying? It just opens up the floodgate to speculation. And when speculation is opened, it, 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 that can ruin your career. So it's like if she was more like, I don't like she could be even mean his music. Who knows? But she's definitely gonna have to answer for it because it like he he just posted out there. It's out in the fucking world. Everybody's seeing it now. And because because she now has national spotlight, it's like, okay, time to drag somebody and time to dig up some old tweets that we found. Or hey, did you know this person did this? Boom, viral. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. I think. I, I'm I'm hoping you know she she can get a she wins her appeal and and you know maybe maybe you know serves a suspension after you know for a, for the regular season or or whatever but I I'm I want to see her you know I want to see her run I'm definitely a fan of her now uh, I saw her like like Alex said a few times before um, but but yeah I think I think I think we definitely hit hit on that. Um, I think we we hit on just about all we we're going to talk about today. Did y'all have anything else to add? No, I think it was a definitely a good episode. Uh, fortunately, we couldn't have. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened here, bro, with, with but, Tyler, but 
but no man we'll get ty back the yeah. next episode and uh yeah i know well, we, we yeah we rocked it with the three um and yeah for those for those who who, who don't follow make sure you, you follow us on twitter um out at couch scouts underscore um that's out at couch scouts underscore we also have a facebook page um youtube we'll have we'll have the videos of the podcast we do up um and uh yeah we'll have we'll have a little bit of pictures a little bit of 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 you know sports stuff not just podcast posted as well so we'll we'll, we'll get it popping on there and make sure you follow make sure you make sure you follow the page you have a personal um, as, twitter personal twitter yeah as for as for ourselves um mine is at sports by davis uh, you can find just more of like my my information, um, more of my opinions um, that that we don't do so much on the podcast. Um, yeah. So what 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 are your are your uh, are your are your handles there? Where where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at um, at Real Zelo on Twitter on R E A L Z E E L O. On Twitter, that's where I tweet basically all stuff about video games, uh, sports, finals, UFC fights, the Formula One races. I'm, you know, that's where I kind of just post everything that's going on with my life. Uh, yeah, you can definitely follow me there or on Twitch, man. I'm always playing video games and uh, doing nothing. <laughs> now, what about what about you, Josh? Last Alpha Dog, twenty four, son. Follow me there. I mean, you'll just see some shit that I like and some shit that I retweet. Nothing spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, th- thank you, thank you all for tuning in uh, to the Couch Couch Podcast episode two. Many more to come. Uh, next week's will be will be will be a lot of news, a lot of a lot of stuff happening. So make sure you tune in. Um, and and once again, thank you for tuning into this one. Thank you, thank you. Yes, All right, sir. You have yourself Ooh. a good rest of your night. Yeah. Uh, uh, too, just send, let me know whenever whenever you edit it, just just send it over and then I'll I'll post it and shit again. Yeah, either by by Sunday 100 I'll have it edited 100 percent Um I know it's the cool. holiday, so we'll probably upload it Monday, but yeah, no, dude, 100 percent I'll have it edited by Sunday. Yeah, because I'll probably throw that throw that picture up right now on the page. That way we can get some some sort of content up and then we'll throw the pot up when it's ready. Cool, cool. And then next week, yeah, I, I already got the the doc started. Uh, it'll be some of the some of the UFC preview and MLB All Star Weekend and then obviously the finals. Cool. Sounds good, bro. All right, yeah, I'll catch y'all later. I'll catch y'all later. I'll hit you up in the chat. All, All right, right, later, bros. Later, geez. All right, later. Yeah.